my name is Chuby. And I'm Vanessa, and welcome to No, no Filters, No Fears, no Fears podcast. podcast. Is there with the level four elephants? Today we're going to be talking about peace. And it's not just peace of like peace on earth amongst all men, it's inner peace. Yes, all the, all the peace. Peace in all its incarnations. Right. Yeah, we have a lot to share. But freedom from disturbance, tranquility. Or a state or period in which there is no war or a war has ended. A period of where war has not happened or war has ended? Yes, yeah. correct. So we have a peace for a moment. You know, in those study stats that I'm going to read later, there is a particular stat about that that's kind of interesting. About the amount of time within our existence that we've actually experienced peace on peace on earth how does one measure that and who decides what is peace if so many of us ignore what is happening in other places of the world exactly do you know what i'm saying jellybean because everybody thinks everybody thought that things were just chilling in dubai and bombs were being dropped left and right right and people thought okay there's they got it figured out in Afghanistan. Really? Right. Right? And with Cuba, people don't bat, bat an eye. And it's not just Cuba. It's most Latin American countries as well. Colombia, Venezuela. People had no choice but to look at it because it was everywhere. But at the same time, nobody understood the gravity of it unless you're there. So you can decide living in the U.S. that, oh, everything's great in X país, in whatever country. But unless you're there living it, you don't you don't know what it is. Um, when you were uh, maybe a teenager, no, maybe in college, did you hear about Peace Corps? Oh yeah, the Peace Corps, yeah. Yeah. No, I went through a phase that I, I thought when I got older, I was gonna be, I was gonna join the Peace Corps. It was, it, it, <laughs> it's very intense. Right. I, it's funny because I... With the best of intentions, I wanted to. But I also was like, I can't, I don't know. It takes a strong soul. No, I wanted to do that too. But yeah, here we are doing it on our own way. <laughs> <laughs> because I cannot. Yeah, that was intense. No, I don't know. You see, that's the thing. Growing up, hearing these types of like, um, what, what do you call it? Corporations or things like that are organizations, programs, yeah. organizations and programs like that that provide like things like that and then you wonder how we came about just like in the 70s and you know all those hippies trying to just you know peace and all yeah. that and peace and love but in reality it's like how much peace can we actually have and mind you this is a big it's globally we're talking about the world first like yeah. it's, an actual, it's an actual government agency Yes, yes, it is. Which is impressive that the go- but then it makes you wonder. <laughs> right. Now, a lot of good has actually been done through the Peace Corps, though, like because they take volunteers and they go all around the country into places that really need the help to learn how to grow their own food, right. to learn to learn, for example, English, to learn math, like to start building schools. They build schools. They build churches. Um, they the help be, people learn trades. What? All the physical labor. All the physical labor. 
Um, but you're also, you know, you're having to live in the same conditions, which makes you entirely sympathetic to it. But it also makes you realize how, how privileged we are in other parts of the world to think that, you know, when we talk about first world problems, how real those first world, pro like how inconsequential those first world problems really seem when you have no food, when you have no water, when if you step outside of your house and you're not wearing a certain garment, you could get shot down or taken to prison. Exactly. Right? Hi, Delange. Hi, Delange. Ooh. So... Uh -huh. Living in that and automatically not being of that culture, you had a big old red target on your face. Exactly. You know, so it does definitely take ooh, a special being. <laughs> My hat's off to everyone who has ever participated or is a volunteer for the Peace Corps. There's different ways of fighting, finding and fighting war and finding peace. Do you consider yourself to be a pacifist? Um, or do, if you had to fight your world? Uh. No, it's all like Donkey Kong. Here's the thing. There's, I actually, I don't know if I sent this to you, but I have it. And I, and I wanted to discuss it. So I might, I might send it to you to post up later. There is something called peacemakers and peace yeah. breakers. Yeah. Right? And it was something that came up apparently something that was put up in a classroom right to help promote kids being more peaceful but you can apply it to any scenario in life war blah blah blah, blah and it would still be bs because i don't think that a peacemaker is just composed of someone who is absolutely pacifist, pacifist. right 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 uh Fight does not have to be physical. It does not have to be pulling out a gun or taking out a knife or anything. A fight can be, y'all, words cut deep. An entire nation was built on words. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Most are. Yeah. Indigenous tribes, they, they do it talking and shaking hands. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so words can go a long way. So I, I feel like when we're expected or we're taught that being a peacemaker is just, you know, be nice, sit quiet. You can be peaceful and promote that and still make your damn point. You know what I'm saying? Martin Luther King yeah. was not going to be throwing fists, but he talked with like command. He wasn't sweet-talking anybody. Well, as I told you in the previous episodes, me 10 years ago was not the person I am today. I was, like, physical all the way. I beat somebody. Like, my anger was, like, you know. Um, but, like I told you, I did take a peace vow, and, and I'm like, I am not hurting another human ever again because it never felt right to me to, to physically right. hurt someone and... I don't know. It just felt weird. Like, I, I don't know, understand the physical violence, you know. I agree. However, if someone's coming after my child, oh no, well, they mean, better pray to Jesus <laughs> or somebody, whoever they believe in, because it's over. No, no, I agree on that. I mean, obviously. Yeah, yeah but that's what I'm saying. Time and place. Right, exactly. Yes. 
And it's not like I decide that this person looked at my child wrong, so now I'm going to go attack them. No, like they, something actually has occurred and you react. Right, right. Physic physically, yes. That's why I think it was so much BS when, you know, every time that, you know, protests and things are happening around uh, incidents regarding Black lives, because for many years, it was the peace, the peace, right. the peace. Now you wonder why they're mad and knocking shit over? Get out of here. You can't really blame them. Anybody in the comments, <laughs> do you guys consider yourself pacifist or like y'all ready to throw down, get, you know, throw some hands? <laughs> I mean, like you said, I agree with you, time and place. There is a meme that describes me to a T. I don't think it, I don't know what the specific word is, but it says, I meditate, I drink green tea, and I'll still punch you in the throat if I have to. Oh, yeah, like, same. <laughs> same, same. No. Sometimes it's just so hard to, like, uh, when you, you're reactive all the time, like, you're just reactive, reactive, you know? Right. And then sometimes you're like, okay, Jesus said not today. So you're like, you know, you breathe. <laughs> not today. And, yeah, so sometimes it's those moments where you're like, choose your battles type. Is today worth it? Is today the time of of to you know open your mouth? And sometimes it is. Sometimes you just have to, and that's it. Like today's the day, and I'm gonna say something. It's also it's also really interesting because it says so much. Like you said, it, it tolerating and builds up and being reactive. But it also shows if you're like that, and I'm like that, politicians. Right? Militaries. Yeah. They are people too. And they are trained in everything except how to deal with those demons. So sometimes how like I feel it's a little unsettling. I'm like, how do we know that we're not making decisions that from a reactive place? You know what I'm saying? Or from a how are these decisions? being made because then you see wars that go on for 20 years that result in exactly the way that they were supposed to be trying to avoid. Right, exactly. Like we mentioned before, and we mentioned this plenty of times also, that they start with the sweetness of peace and love and unity like Hitler did. And, um, you know, Fidel Krasner and all of those about... Everybody's savior, yeah. And bringing everybody together and, and promises and things like that. To the end, it was just war. It was just destruction. It was just everything. And how, how are we left with that? when we, we believe and then you start believing less and then you become cynical at, this, at, at some point, you know? I feel cynical at some point. Like everybody's just on their own, like, you know? You know what I mean? I don't know, it's just- it also created, it also, It's also created that culture of people thinking that their vote doesn't count. So we saw an insane decrease in voting uh, of people thinking that it doesn't matter what they know, read or find out because it won't exactly. make a difference. Right. Right. So it's very disheartening. And to a point, that's why I say that they, the they count on that. Yeah. They count on 
on us becoming complete, like Complain yeah. compliant. And I, I find, and that's the thing. Then, then it becomes the people like us who we speak out on behalf of these things that we find a problem, and then we become the problem. Now, there's something wrong with us because we spoke about because we're the radicals, and the radicals must be crazy, and they're starting to, they're trying to start something. Right. And and don't they're get me wrong. They're this. They're that. Listen. But I mean, it takes a, it takes those things to know those things. Exactly. So why are you calling me names? I am as liberal. Of words I didn't use. Right, because they know. I am as liberals as liberals they come. Pero, if I do not see a problem with something, why don't change it? You know what I mean? I mean, Pero, I myself necessarily liberal. I, like, I don't consider, definitely not a conservative. <laughs> you know? I I always say like my my mom gets mad at me because uh, my voters registration says independent. You know because I none of them make sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not. But that aside, yeah. it's like regardless, you have to be educated on all sides of the right. Of the exactly. Yeah. Mind you, like I mentioned to you before, I didn't choose to this activism life. Like I didn't choose to be like. I wish I was in a bubble sometimes, you know, because there's just a lot, but it happens, you know, it just happens that this role was placed upon us. And here we are, you and I doing our best yeah. to little by little bring peace and education to people, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think, I think we talked about this the other day where it's like, I've been posting less and less. I am posting queen on my social media about my plays, about my friends' plays, about the podcast, about my quote quotes. It's become harder and harder to post because I always feel like if I post something personal or about work or about whatever, it's distracting or it's unsympathetic to what I stand for which only means that I am placing judgment on myself and allowing the outside voices to criticize me. But at the same time, I'm like, if I post this, does it like water down whatever message I've given to people before and that now they won't listen to it with the same thing, right. the same ear because that I go, but she just posted about, you know, the new play that's opening. I don't think that distracts from the fact that I also believe that people should be free and that basic human rights should be for everyone. I mean, you are the one that has said multiple times that two things can simultaneously coexist in the same. I mean, I did the same. I have done the same thing too. Listen, y'all know frustrating? What? Halloween is coming up. So you know I'm going to be posting. Uh, October month is not going to be nothing. I, the world could be burning. And except for my birthday. Except... <laughs> Right. Um, the world could be falling apart, and I'm sorry, but I'm taking that's my mental health day. That's my inner peace of my 31 days of peace, and I'm gonna be posting about that. I know somebody just got murdered again, and that's the fucking unfortunate shit. But guess what? Like you just said, there's sometimes it's harder to post, but I'm gonna post whatever the fuck I want, and if people have something to say. Then I'm sorry. I feel like the people that know you like oh. should know 
that you're not. O sea, that one isn't just posting things about the whales and the rhinos and the things because it's cute and it's in trend. I've been setting goats on Dominican farms free since I was like eight. Okay. <laughs> so that's not new. Um, so the people that know, know that when you post something about your personal life or about, you know, it's also keeping that balance. Yeah. Because it does, like, it doesn't mean that you lose sight of what you stand for, what you're, you know, you're advocating for. But your brain needs a minute too. And joy is allowed to live in the same space as empathy. Exactly. If not, you can't appreciate it and continue to seek joyful or, or, or peaceful uh, equity, right? right? For the causes that you stand for. Right, like us. I like we, we do this every single Monday. But Monday, mon literally, that tonight, all the way until the next Monday, we're working on these topics and information. And as it's raining. All the things that are happening at the same time in, in the world that we're like, oh, damn it. And then your yeah. personal life gets in, it's also in there. And then work life or whatever other life you have, all of it. So, yeah, I'm taking my whole last month to myself. Tell me something about it. Because I know my well, I know my limit and I know when I'm gonna take peace and, and time for myself. Like my mental most honest. Somebody posted today something like I want it to be okay or become normalized to call into work and say, Hey, I'm working from home or I'm not coming in today because I'm not mentally prepared to engage with other people. Right. Right? And of course, the, the comments are all the jokes about, oh, then I'd be calling every day. Then I'd be, of course, see, Baha said, if you're going to abuse of something that is very real to some people, right? That could be very useful, right? And that one day of, uh, of having rest, that one day of honoring someone's need to not engage, could make all the difference in their performance at work the following day, to, in that presentation, in their moving forward and getting promoted because they had that moment to right you know but we and i say we because it's the collective have a tendency to abuse certain privileges when when they're given to us exactly just like the other day i posted on my social media which you saw um i'm, I'm already against the next, next war i don't know if you saw were you able to see it no. Well, so that's oh, what I posted. I posted, I am already, let me make sure that I quote this right. It says, it says, it says, I'm out, I'm already against the next war. I am, because there's going to be a war. Let me tell you how somebody went into my DMs and telling me, why are we fighting for something, you know, it's, in, um, it's unachievable. Because I want to. I want peace right now today. And I'm fighting for it every day, knowing that I'm doing the best damn that I can. I'm going to find you that stat about peace. Because we've also talked about that before on the show, right? About the duality of good and evil existing in the world and wanting utopia. Peace doesn't have to look like everybody singing kumbaya and hugging. Right. That does not necessarily, at least, I don't, maybe that's a better question. And 
guys, uh, y'all, please feel free to comment what what you think about this in this in the comments. What does peace look like for you, Juby? Man, I dreamt of I dreamt of that of that for so long. Literally, no war. Like no one fighting. I know it sounds utopian, but seriously, no, no fighting, no wars, no, no hunger. Everybody's like, I don't know. Everybody having everything, right. just living life. I don't know. In my, I'm a total idealist. I would love that. That sounds delicious. Every time some crazy shit happens in the world again, I'm like, that's it. I'm getting my people together and we are all, like buying a plot of land and starting our own city. It's over. Yeah. And everybody's going to love each other and respect pronouns and all the things. Like, I'm like, that is my village. Come live with me. But the, the realist in me who still yeah. can't help but be an idealist right. recognizes the duality of the good and the evil, the peace and the war, right? And how important it is. Again, to me, peace doesn't necessarily have to look like everybody saying kumbaya. To me, peace looks more like respecting one another. Yes, human rights for all across the board, without question. That should not be a point of fighting that is ridiculous. But it, it also looks like understanding that there are people who are going to want to fuck that up. There are people that are not going to, the same way that there are people falling in line with the BS of certain things, there will be people not falling in line with, let's respect one another. Let's listen before we pull out guns, right? Because that's the thing. We can all want this utopian future, and there's always going to be that one guy waiting to drop a bomb on your ass. But I guess that goes down to inner, in, inner peace then. If you don't have inner peace, how are you going to go? How is anything going to work? But it, it's so much more than just inner peace. It's all this power, hungry people. <laughs> Well, no, yeah, but you, you could apply that to everybody in, in the general sense too. Like that hungry and that power. I mean, if you were to put it in the aspect of, oh, let's share with everybody instead of like greed and me, 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 me. I don't know. I, I listen, I am a realist, idealist as well. But listen, sometimes, you know, let me take take me to that dreamland because take me to that dreamland. I agree. But I mean, how can we appreciate the dreamland if we don't see the caca? No, obviously, but we've been living on this caca for a while. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> but what is it that we're not learning? We are not learning from our history. And no. then we insist on erasing history like it never freaking happened because it was bad. That's and a new and cancel it. That's what we know how I feel about that. That does not change shit. It makes it happen again. Right. Because nobody knew about it. No one's learning. Yeah. Like you said. So what did you do with your canceling? What did you do with knocking down the statues and whatever? It, you wanted to educate yourself, educate the people around you. Don't act a fool. <laughs> 
Um, Vanessa says, I don't think you owe anyone a single explanation for the things you do and don't post, especially if they're not doing shit that's even remotely relevant. Yeah. Ah, but that, but, but okay. that is true. But I mean, that is true. the logical I know that, right? Right. But still, a part of you feels guilty. Yeah. But I guess it's because of the people that you and I are. It's the, the people that we are. We're like, of course I wouldn't want to post about my fucking, you know, Halloween. But I am. Because, again, what are you doing to to bring peace to yourself and be at peace and and... Not have a meltdown every two seconds right, because right, of right. some shit. What was it? I posted something. I don't know if was a post about animals, about something. And somebody slid into my DMs, as people do. And was like, what happened? You're not posting about Cuba anymore? It could coexist again. It could both at the same time. Everything. At that moment, what spoke to my soul to post because it was important at that moment. Was that thing? Cuba never stops being. I am fucking Cuban. <laughs> this has been my thing since I was knee high to a grasshopper. Okay, it's in my blood. A post ain't gonna change that. I talk about it on the daily. Right, right. All you have access to about me is this. What? I don't need to go into all that explanation of that person because right. clearly they don't know me well enough if they had to slide into my DMs and say such dumb stuff exactly but that's the thing if we don't give breath it, it does because it's annoying because people are like are you okay over there like are you taking care of your mental health <laughs> at the same time it's like we need to take breaks so yes i'm gonna take we're gonna take little breaks here and there to woosai because just like we said if now we can bring this podcast to you guys we can't yeah. be here because we're like in our beds crying our eyes out because of the world so what do you want us to do Exactly. exactly. Um, Vanessa says you're you are you're fighting peace, literally world peace. Sorry, it's okay to have a mental break if it's just for one post, a little light in the caca for a minute. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Yay! Hashtag caca lives on. <laughs> All right. So here was my fun fact about war. So, what is a war? is defined as an act of conflict that has claimed more than a thousand lives. So a thousand people have to die in order for something to be considered a war. But there's also massacres, there's genocides, right? So there's, there's levels to the evil. Has the world ever been at peace? And this is I invite you all to read this article. It's very interesting. It's in the New York Times. Now, this is from 2003. Albeit, it's old, okay? It is old. This is old information. Um, I haven't found much new information. Um, but these numbers were interesting just because I think this was the most in-depth article that I found that went not just through numbers of like, what is war? What is this? They went into like the industry of war because war is a business. Okay. If we think people are making money from this, we are so mistaken. Definitely. So they talked about the industry of it. They talk about human draw to it. Because us, the people that stay behind and don't go to war, 
we play into this as well, right? And how much more willing in the past people were to be of support than they are now. And what that has meant in how the world wars result and what happens to those soldiers that have come back. Obviously, the main war that we can think about is Vietnam and how the Vietnam vets returned destroyed and criticized by, by their own families. Um, and what they needed was support, you know? Yeah. Okay, so um, has the world ever been at peace? Of the past 3,400 years, humans have been entirely at peace. Okay, this is, we're in 2003. So for 3,400 years, before 2003, including 2003, for 268 years of them, okay, we were at peace. Just 8% of recorded history. How many years was that? 268 years. Out of how many? 300? Out of 3,400. Oh, 3,000. Oh, wow. Um, hmm. How many people have died in war? At least 108 million people in this 2003. Yeah. You know that number grew. You know. At least 108 million people were killed in wars in the 20th century. Uh, estimates for total number killed in wars throughout all of human history range from 150 million to 1 billion. War has several effects on population, including decreasing the birth rate. Okay. Their hu husbands were away at war. Right. So, makes Women sense. Getting pregnant. Uh, <laughs> Reduced the birth rate during World War II. There was a deficit in the population during World War II by 20 million people. Um, that number grew. That number grew. <laughs> Actually, funny enough, and this was from another article, since 1945, the death rate in wars, mm -hmm. at least for the United States, has decreased. Okay, well. However, the mortality rate like in births in the United States is worse than in any other country. And we have supposedly the best medical system. That's another topic, but we know well, that mothers and babies. Do things as simple as uh, preeclampsia, I think is the name of that. Scary. Um, how many wars have taken place right now? At the beginning of 2003, at that time, there were 30 wars going on around the world. At the same time. Included conflicts in Afghanistan, Algeria, Burundi, China, Colombia, the Congo, India, Indonesia, Israel, Iraq, Liberia, Nigeria, Pakistan, Peru, the Philippines, Russia, Somalia, Sudan, and Uganda. Yeah. This is where, and this is why I say that this article was really great, even though it was from 2003. And I hope that they would do like a revamp, especially considering everything that's happening right now. 
Is there a genetic reason why we fight? Please tell me they answered it. <laughs> there is no single war gene. Combinations of genes can uh, predispose a person to violence. This is true, right? When we first began back in the days, I think, I don't remember the, guy, the, the guy's name ever, but I know that the, the female first person's name was Lucy or something like that. So I haven't met the Metropolitan Museum of Art, of history, sorry. Um, you had to hunt, you had to gather, you had to fight to survive, right? And to have your space, your shelter. But it was, so there's certain defense, right? The fight or flight bit. I said, you come for my kid, is going down. Right, that was the necessity to fight. That was the necessity for violence. Right, right. Not, ooh, I like your walking stick. I'm gonna kill you for it. Hey, I'm gonna get my whole tribe to come knock you out for your walking stick. No, man. Um, <laughs> however, aggression is a product of biology and environment. In America, sources of aggressive dis uh, dispositions include domestic violence, the portrayal of violence on, in the media, which ahora, oh, threats from enemies, and combat training. This was another interesting point. Is war essentially male? Worldwide, 97% of today's military personnel oh, it just drops everything, are male. Um, I'm sorry, I lost my choo-choo. Oh, our male. This is thought to be a reflection of culture and biology. There has been a shift, 2003, there has been a shift. Because now we are seeing a huge number of women in the military, in, in right. the armed forces in general, different, different um, branches of it. 15% of military personnel were female in 2003, 204,000 to be exact. Can women fight as effectively as men do? Yes, no shit. However, while fewer women are natural killers, entre comillas, and women are average smaller than men, uh, many women who have psychological makeup and physical ability to fight, they have the same abilities. There are many men without either. Women have shown valor in combat. Dr. Mary Walker won the Medal of Honor during the Civil War. Medal of Honor, Civil War, a woman. Thank you. Now, this is where it gets real interesting. Because we only think of the soldiers, we think of the politicians, the governments, and all the things involved in making the war, wars happen. Why are civilians so attracted to war? It's regarded by observers as honorable and noble, which is cultural, right? As Americans, we're taught, you know, you fight for your country and all these things. And any country teaches you that about your own nation, right? Um, patriotism for wherever you're from. It can be viewed as a contest between nations, a chance to compete and declare victory. Also cultural. <laughs> right. Um, does the American public support war? Between 65 and 85% of the American public will support military action when it begins. We talked about this last episode. 
how like right after 9-11, everybody was togetherness and, and love and da 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 da. And then after a while, it was like back to right. normal. The That's same thing with the pandemic. We're in this together, guys. It's not over. Not even a year later. That was really harsh. But we're back to not being so nice to each other. Right? right? And not being considering each other for things as simple as a mask. Like hating on each other for vaccination versus no vaccination. Like, there's a different way to achieve what you want without having to spread like gaga. Because that separatism is what they want. And they will do it with vaccines. They will do it with whatever they can figure out. Are we going to fall subject to it is the question. I mean. Um, so Vietnam had 64% in 1965. Okay. And this is during the time of the hippies and whatever. They were saying, no, none of that. Okay. But it had 64% support. However, as American casualties grow, support decreases. Why? You're, they're losing their husbands, their brothers, their uncles. Their, obvio, you, you, you want your boys to come home. The Korean and Vietnam wars ended with a support level near 30%. This is why when these vets came back, they had zero help. And yeah. so many of them ended up on the street. Missing legs, missing arms, and severe post-traumatic stress with no help. World War II support levels fell below 77%. Never fell below 77%. For World War II, people were about it. Okay? Below 77% despite the prolonged and damaging nature of conflict. Okay. I'm glad that that, was a, that, that stayed that way. Because the fact is, World War II... They swept in, and the Holocaust was a thing. Yeah. Okay. So they that good luck, <laughs> right? Um, the Gulf War in uh, same thing. Now I'm not even gonna get into how large the army is and all that nonsense. Yeah, no, that's um. I'm gonna get into this war cost. The Gulf War cost us $76 billion. Vietnam cost us $500 billion. The Korean War, could... $336 billion. World War II, $3 trillion. You know what you could do with all that money? Stop people from living on the streets? Feed yeah, the well, entire world? Exactly. When greed is the main... The thing is, this money wasn't spent. Like, for example, World War II. It wasn't just spent on, like, let's go steal, no sé qué cosa. It was spent on getting the people over there, making sure that they were safe. Right? So even if it wasn't, let's start this war necessarily. I shan't name what was unnecessary. It takes money to keep people safe, right? So this is why I wonder. I'm like, and there's been talks about how we decide to go into certain wars. 
And I'm like, man, you really gotta, you really gotta think about a lot of things. The Iraqi war, and this was in 2003. Um, estimates, okay, as it is outset, estimates for the cost of the Iraqi war were 50 to 140 billion dollars, and an additional 75 to 500 billion for occupation and peacekeeping. Or from $444 to $2,274 per person. Peacekeeping, peacekeeping, really? That's more money than I'm making. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And they refer to it as an industry. And I'm not knocking it because I have a lot of friends that are in the military. I have family members that are in the military. But these numbers cause yeah. issues because there's never money to start programs to teach children how to read. There's never money to help save the whales. There's never money for this. There's never money for for that. It's really difficult for you know you got to get a really smart governor or mayor or whatever to allocate funds to the proper programs. You're, and every year funding gets cut. Right, but you could freaking fund something else for war that makes no sense. Okay, está bien, whatever. Thing, thing, thing. We can borrow money from people that we should probably not be borrowing money from. And that, that would never, that would never make but sense. But not to the people. That would never make it, sense. You know, it's me. just, it's like I know there's a lot more behind it, but it's still after. No, obviously. Everyone, we understand that there's more to that than just these numbers that Vanessa is reading. But at the same time, it's like, come on, Vanessa says uh, there's no money in that kind in that kind of help. Greed? Oh, of course not. Ever, always. Two thousand one, U.S. Army manufacturers exported nine point seven billion dollars in weapons worldwide. Yeah, if these numbers and are not thing, it makes it scary to stop, right? It makes the thought of peace scary versus hopeful because what happens if people start thinking, okay, like we're going to go for the peace. There's all, Again, there's always going to be that one guy who's going to be like, nah, everybody's calm now. Let's go fuck their shit up, right? Trojan horse. So the moment that that people feel that they don't have to have the ammunition or whatever to defend themselves is the moment that they're left up for attack and then the other. So they, there's all these fears that keeps us in this cycle of not being able to stop this nonsense and makes it an idealist thought versus a reality. Right. And we're all doing it to each other. That's the worst part. Because that's all that told me is that we send weapons around the world, right? To the same people that are going to turn around and use those weapons on us, that have turned around and used those weapons on us. I don't get it. Just never. And onward and onward. Not to mention, we've talked about this in the, in the tech episode. The, the 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 dark web. Oh yeah. And the black market where you can buy all sorts of crazy things. 
you know? It's very scary. Um, how dangerous is war to civilians? 43 million soldiers died in wars. During the same time period, 62 million civilians were killed. Okay. Well, this one, right. That's why sometimes like, it's really frustrating to be like, why the war? But it's like, who's going to help those civilians getting killed? Exactly. But then it sucks because then we're over there getting killed too. But it's a domino. It's it's horrendous. There is it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So for the 43 million soldiers that may die, and this we're talking, they're talking from 1900 to 1990, 43 million soldiers died. In that same time period, 62 million civilians died either by crossfires or either before the soldiers even got there by their own governments, right. uh, by their own armies. And when we say civilians, we think the adults, children die in this. In Afghanistan, in Iraq, children were being slaughtered. More than 34 million civilians died in World War II. These were for a multitude of reasons. And we're not even talking about the number of the people sent to the concentration camps. No. Right? If you're just talking about the people in the cities, cities were destroyed. They were crumbled. There was rubble all over Europe during World War II. Oh. One million died in North Korea. Hundreds of thousands were killed in South Korea. And between 200,000 to 400,000 in Vietnam. And, and this was not a war, but this was. But still, Hiroshima, Pearl Harbor. Like, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. And some wars were fighting for freedom, were fighting for, and other wars were just pretty much, and excuse the term, a cockfight. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the wars of the 1990s, civilian deaths constituted about 75 to 90% of all the war's deaths. And what the hell did we achieve with all of this? I need to know the achievements. I need to know, because at the end, I just feel like nothing was accomplished. And it's, it's shot, bombed, raped, starved, and driven from their homes, because that's another thing, right? So that on top of the actual deaths and on top of the devastation, you also have the displacement of people, right? the refugees, and what happens? Now who's gonna take care of the refugees? And so what have we seen? We've seen all these, uh, oh my God, my heart goes out to the Bosnian refugees. They had such a, look, they come up in the article. 
World War II, 40 million non-Germans in Europe and 13 million Germans were expelled from countries in Eastern Europe. Okay, that's how many people were displaced. 2.5 million of the 4.4 million people in Bosnia and, Herzegov and Herzegovina were driven from their homes during the region's war in the early 1990s. Rwanda, 2 million people had to flee their country. Afghanistan, okay. In 2001, 200,000 people were driven from Afghanistan to Pakistan. And in 2003, 45,000 Liberians were displaced from their homes. That's, that's a lot. And like, of course, we said that peace is not like just war and stuff, but that's that's a lot of. But like we that's said, that's a lot of war. That's a lot of death. And and nothing was nothing was accomplished with it. Nothing was achieved with all these. The cost of death. Everybody died. Well, I mean, to some point, some places did get their freedom. Uh, well, okay. In some of those cases. Um. But how many wars have we had since that, you know? But like you I said- I mean, it feels really disheartening to see the Afghani people in the situation they're in now. Yeah. The whole idea was to get rid of the Taliban so it wouldn't be a problem and that's who's running the show. So what are we doing? But like you said, without war, we want no peace and vice versa, I guess. Like, I don't know. I know, I but know. The ex these extremes, these millions. Oh, yeah. Que fuerte. Just listening to the numbers, I'm already like. And this was in 2003. Can you imagine now? Oh, I don't wanna. Have... I don't wanna, because it would blow my mind. Um. I digress. We go to peace when it comes to peace of mind. Taking the time for yourself. Getting therapy. Y'all got therapy. <laughs> it's so good for us. I mean, hey, even talking to somebody, just talk to anybody about it, whatever's in your mind. Anyone. Anyone. Anyone, just to let it all out. Just talk to somebody. I don't care even if I read it makes you feel better to read a book. That like self-help books or whatever people criticize, they really do help. <laughs> they help me a lot. You know, I never realized like I'm a modest, so oh, if that's how you pronounce it. So I believe in all religions. You know, each religion to me has one thing, and I take it. You know, and I embrace it, and I, you know. But I didn't realize how much of a Buddhist I really am, because you know, I was looking through my books for, you know, uh, Chubiza Book Corner, and I realized, <laughs> I realized that I have a lot of like internal um, dialogue type books of your mental, like actually to calm the mind down you know because i how angry was i jesus apparently very angry but sometimes it takes you to be good inside in order to do good in the outside you know because if you're a turmoil and you're like you said earlier about work you know the performance won't be you know to as highest if you are having a terrible mental day so yes taking time for yourself and actually realizing okay what can i do today you know yeah 
Oh, we got, we got. I see what I say. Let's see what Vanessa says. War, in my opinion, is selfish and used to exert power because people cannot communicate. Oh, look at that word. Just by itself. How beautiful. Communicate. I agree, Vanessa. <laughs> I agree. Exactly. Um, well, I, I don't, yeah. I don't, no, no, I'm just, I don't understand the point of war. That's it. That's literally, I just don't. In, in terms of like mental health and mental peace, it adds so much to the collective peace, mm -hmm. right? If you keep it just within the first nucleus, the home, right? When people are in that home are actively doing their best to be their best, right? To improve upon things that are, and break patterns that have not served them, right? Exactly. And then make them more considerate of one another and that help them feel lighter, right? When you break patterns, you feel lighter. If you are a, a recovering people pleaser, right? The tendency was to, to make sure everything was kosher, right? But then you're being dishonest to yourself. And your needs aren't being met. So now you're in a funk, you're depressed, or you're grouchy. <laughs> right? There are no boundaries. So people are just in each other's space. So what does that now promote? That reactivity that you were talking about. Because you feel you have to protect and defend yourself constantly. So Because for a long time, you could not express an opinion. Right. right? It felt unsafe to do so. So... Even when it fixes in the nucleus in the home, you see those people in that home become stronger. Their communication skills become better, right? The atmosphere feels lighter. The same thing in a business, right? They used to say a happy employee is a is a it's a good running business, right? There's people, uh, there's companies like Google or whatever that have massages for their employees. Because when you're stressed out and sitting in a computer all day, you're not going to do your best. Exactly. You're not. There's so many companies now, like SAP and all these big tech companies. They understand that, no, you're not doing physical labor, but this, using your cabeza, that's exhausting. So they provide their employees mental rest days. Right. And things like that. That's massively important. Yeah, and I wish you know, I more you work on yourself. Yeah, I wish our companies did that, too. No matter which what company it is, yeah, and, and also now more companies are including diversity training, right? Diversity and inclusivity, and I think that's massively important because what also happens in our home? We've talked about this in previous episodes. All these internalized, and be it you know, um, male, female, or non-binary, internalized misogyny is very real. Right, um, comments that we think are not offensive or hurtful to a particular community, right? Either the Hispanic community, the Black community, the queer community. They make a comment thinking, "Is it you know what I'm saying?" And it's actually very hurtful or offensive or or damaging to a coworker. So now they're including all of those things. Right. But wars have been started for less. You know what I'm saying? That is where they stem from, discrimination, prejudice. Yeah. It's like you said, it's just a, it's a circle, it's history. We're not learning from our past. Yeah. 
So I hope that all this diversity training and all this leaning towards making it like getting mental health therapy, like mental health, mental health, help. I speak English. I promise, guys. Um, as becoming less taboo, I, I hope that's for something. Because the more that, because it's more than just tolerating one another. Tolerating is bullshit. Okay, because tolerating. In the blink of an eye, can turn into Yamekan Bang. Oh you know what I'm saying? Understanding, accepting. And the thing is, you don't have to accept somebody else's reality as your own. Because mm. you got to deal with it because it's their reality. And if it's not affecting you, where the hell do you care? You're going to go start a war about it, really? That applies to everything. Yeah. Um, Vanessa says selfish because the people who won the war won't fight, but they'll send the soldiers in to do it for them and take all the credit. Yeah, basically. Um, oh, we got more coming. Uh, Brian. <laughs> Brian says. <laughs> Brian says in history, war, war has often been about power, land, and religion over and over again. Yeah, it's nothing new, right? Power, <laughs> land, religion, and and discrimination. Right, but I guess that would fall totally under power. Yeah, yeah. I agree. We should get we should get onto the books because we got some like what quotes uh, and uh, and put Chubby's book. Chubby's book corner. <laughs> yeah, we have a we we have the look at the time. Okay, so yes. I have five books for you guys today, and the first one is Peace When the Monkey Becomes a Monk. <laughs> Listen, all the books I have today, I did not realize how much of a Buddhist, you know. But I'm going to read little excerpts from it just so you guys could get an idea of what this book is about. So I will leave it right there. You see how cute? Yeah. What is peace? It is a state of calm and of quiet. It is be uh, being in harmony and living in stress-free life. It is serenity and tranquility. It is also in the absence of worry, fear, anger hate and revenge it is a state of nonviolence, just as it is a state of love and brotherhood peace is the foundation of happiness it is the very base on which the castle of our joy our bliss and happiness is built where there is no peace there can be no joy therefore while the world whole world seeks to be happy what we seek is essence in essence is peace that's a little excerpt from the book you see why I read it? <laughs> Again, peace when the monk becomes a uh, monkey becomes a monk. And I love this book. I love, 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 love this book. This one, The Art of Peace. Um, I can't, I can't see. Oh, here we go. The art of peace is medicine for a sick world. There is evil and disorder in the world because people have forgotten that all the things animate from one source. Return to that source and leave behind a self-centered thoughts, petty desires, and anger. Those who are possessed by nothing possess everything. Mori, we should, it shouldn't even bother trying to say their name, but look. Basically, we are all connected. <laughs> Ding, 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 and we're done. Yes. Okay. The next one is, um, I love this That is book. Vanessa's Cuban translation. Right. B basically, 
Um, Osho, the search for peace. I know, I'm sorry. Osho. It's just, I, I love, I'm getting his tattoos. No, yeah. I love Osho. Okay. I'm actually surprised I haven't used more Cody quotes. <laughs> um, an excerpt from the book is, a man of peace is not a pacifist. A man of peace is simply a pool of silence. He pulsates a new kind of energy into the world. He sings a new song. He lives in a total new way. His very way of life is that of grace, that of prayer, that of compassion. Whomever he touches, he creates more love, more love energy. That's it. That's you know what it is? That that whole thing just made me realize. Mm. People have difficulty ex taking accountability, having to accept that they did wrong, right? Ooh, or definitely. that they can do something differently that can also benefit someone else, not just them. And so they'll fight about it so they won't have to. Exactly. It. And my last one, because Lord knows, uh, becoming your own therapist. <laughs> Dilemma. Yeah. However, whether you are religious or materialist, a believer or an atheist, it is crucial that you know how your own mind works. If you don't, you'll go around thinking you're healthy, when in reality, the deep root of, of afflicted emotions, the true cause of all psychological disease is there, growing within you. Because of that, all it takes is some tiny external thing changing something insignificant going wrong, and within a few seconds, you're completely upset. To me, that's just your mental Huh? A trigger. Yeah. To me, that uh, shows you're mentally ill. Why? Because you are obsessed with the sense with the sense world, blinded by attachment and under the control of a fundamental cause of our problems. Ignorance of the truth nature of your own mind. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to read that book. Yeah. <gasps> what have we... Can I, can I just say that we've done an episode about like five things that he talked about with attachment. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is it for Choose I mean, Corner. If different people have said it, it must be a thing. And that's the thing, but like I was telling you earlier in the beginning of the show, if I didn't take my time over the years to internalize why I was so angry and stop taking it out on the world because I was angry with everybody and telling everybody to screw themselves and always being angry and taking it out, displacing my anger is basically the same thing with war. I'm That's how I feel. Everybody's just like, you know, but I did some internal world work and... Hey, here we are. Oh, well, quote quotes. I'm going to read my quotes. Peace is the result of retraining your mind to process life as it is rather than as you think it should be. Wayne Dyer, may he rest in peace. Um, Wayne Dyer also has awesome books. If you want, to, how? Why can I hide it, Judy? Hide what? The quote. It already is gone. It. It Thank you. Okay, so it's I. Were you changed in in that way? I changed in that way. I had to learn that 
not everything needed to be as I expected it to be or as I was taught that it had to be. There was room for other things, right? We talked about two things can exist in the same, three things can exist in the same space. I had to learn that, assimilate that, and I'm so much happier for it. War is the result of fear. Peace is the result of love. Not very different from what you read from that one book, right? And war is the result of fear. You're afraid somebody's going to attack your ass, right? You're afraid of not being enough, of being seen by the rest of the world as weak. The world will not be destroyed by those who do evil, but by those who watch and do nothing. Bystanders. And this is why I say that I'm not entirely a pacifist. Because yes, I rather the talking, I rather the peace, but I'm also not gonna sit there twiddling my thumbs. No, right. Yeah, I'm not right? a bystander. So doing something doesn't have to look like holding up a gun and going to battle. All right. It's simply Until defending someone. Yeah. Simply defending someone. I've been that person. I always see somebody getting bullied. I'm like, hey. Yeah. Peace. It does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise, trouble, or hard work. It means to be in the midst of all of those things and still be calm in your heart. One of my favorite quotes. Yeah. Dude, it doesn't have to look like kumbaya. It just has to look like respect, love, understanding, right? Uh, If we have no peace, it is because we have forgotten that we belong to each other. Mother Teresa. Mm -hmm. We are not an island. (laughs) We say it all the time. We do belong to each other in that sense. We're here to take care of one another in whatever way we can. Mother Teresa, highest recorded... Uh, energetic level of love, of love. Oh, yeah, I remember that episode. I'm, I'm saying if, if she said it, I believe it. <laughs> when the power of love overcomes the power, the love of power, the world will know peace. Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, I'd rather have peace on earth than pieces of earth. Mora, age nine. I've seen that. A nine-year-old child. I've seen that quote for years now. I wonder how old she is. We need to talk. Yeah. The power of love, yes. So I'm just saying, if a nine-year-old child can understand the importance, you know what I'm saying? That we are destroying the world around us. We're destroying each other. Y'all, that's who grows up to be us, to deal with these wars. And that's why to the statement of that what person said, why am I fighting now if it's not going to, you know, help or do anything? It's because if we start today, at least our, our, our nieces, our kids will have a better future than we're having a present today, a better one. It takes that first person to say enough, right, about living under a king or queen, right? It took that first person, that first slave to run away. It took, it has taken so many first people to get bigger things going. And sometimes it feels like not much is accomplished. (laughs) Like we're still stuck in certain things. 
But if we really look at so much in the world with a fine tooth comb and a magnifying glass, there has been change. Cling on to that and keep that going, right? I think there's a tendency sometimes to think of the problem and not the solution. And that's what keeps us stuck. And that's why the they's of the world can count on dragging us down and creating that separation between us. And they will call it anything, right? These people are bad or different because of whatever. Right now it's vaccines. Before it was because they're gay, right? There will always be a reason for there to be a, a line drawn between all of us. It is our job to say that we are not sheep, that we have minds, that we have hearts, that we have souls, and that we are connected and that we see that in one another. And that just because they want to swing their peepees around <laughs> doesn't mean that we have to fall uh, prey to it. My own lovey-dovey hippie virgin. <laughs> My final thoughts on this is just work on yourself too. You matter, like your mental health, your, like we say, it starts at home. Your peace matters because if you leave angry, if you're always frustrated, angry, and you go out into the world, you're going to take it out on someone else. And is that fair for anybody? You know, and always seeking help too. How, I mean, hopefully it works for someone. I don't know. Some people don't like it, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Just no, I was just going to say just understanding more about yourself as well and how you function and what, you know, makes you, you know. Another thing that I would add to that, and I love what you said, Truby, so much, um, is to keep a lookout for, the, for your mirrors. We go through these growing pains, right? you know, what is it, recovering people, please, and all the things, we, we stop being, what was it that you said, uh, to be less, vi like, less violent, like, hands-on. So we go through all these changes, and in that interim, sometimes we take out our nastiness on the wrong people, the yeah. ones we love the most, our parents, our family members, our, our friends, right? And learning to set boundaries, we get rahatawa and really nasty, not realizing that we can exert those things or, or put apply those things without having to go the opposite direction. But now we're like def defending ourselves in a, in a fight for our own lives, right? Our own war. Um, so there's gonna be those moments, but the moment that you start to find the balance in it, take a moment to reflect. It's never too late to apologize for shit. And that can make all of the difference, not just in yourself, but in that other person, it's a way of paying it forward. I have gone back after years of seeing in the mirror, meaning someone else showing me what it feels like to be jealous or to be rude or whatever. And been like, I got to call fulanita or fulanito. Be like, hey, I'm really sorry if I ever did this to you. I just realized how crappy that feels. I did you because mm -hmm. now you're not gonna do that no more. <laughs> That's one. But it also changes that other person because now they see this growth, this evolution in you. There's the potential for there to be like a new dynamic, a new relationship that's that's stronger because of that one apology, because of that one change. 
So imagine that grander scale, war scale. Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine? If we learn from past wars, what a concept. I wish it was that easy. So do I. But yes. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. That's about it on my end because right now you're a robot. Well, like we always say, stay fearless, everyone. Stay fearless, fam.